And guys, I sent a, I sent a verse to uh, I sent a verse over the internet uh, to y'all that I was going to read this morning. I forgot to tell you a while ago. Uh, I think it's I think it's Romans chapter number four. Uh, let me let me clarify that. Make sure Romans chapter four verse eighteen. It should be in there, but if not, if we can find that here in just a minute, I'd like to read that. Romans chapter four verse eighteen. Uh, everybody else, I want you to turn with me to Hebrews chapter number eleven. Hebrews chapter number 11. While you're turning, I want to clarify what I said a while ago. Uh, just to make it clear, I know I, I, sometimes I'm not real clear on how I explain things. But uh, here, here's where we're, we fell a little short uh, with, our, with our giving toward the, uh, the building program to be able to finish it. And so what I'm going to do and, and our staff, uh, some of our staff is going to do, uh, we're going to just keep giving till we get it done. And uh, you don't have to. Uh, uh, listen, if you if you fulfilled your commitment and you feel like that's what God wants you to do, that's fine too. It doesn't matter. Uh, uh, and so, but we're gonna just we're just gonna keep doing it till we get it. We're just to listen, uh, it, it's gonna have to be done one way or another. Say amen. amen. And so, so that that is the deal. And if you if you're able to keep giving, uh, if you will, that would be a, a, a great blessing. And if you hadn't been able to give or you hadn't given so far, but you could, if you could help us out with that. That would be great too. If that all makes sense, say amen. amen. All right. Uh, last week, we, we discussed the, the topic of building great faith. Building great faith. And we learned that faith is something that is compared to a seed that is something that can grow. Say that with me. It can It can grow. Well, I, I looked at uh, probably, you know, there's different people in the Bible that's known for different things. In other words, Job. He is known for patience, right? Uh, when you use the terminology, you say, boy, that dude there's got the patience of Job. Well, when we look at faith, we always look at Abraham. Abraham. Abraham is the father of faith, if you will. He is one of the greatest examples of faith. And so we're going to look at his life. And I, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to tell you this right now. You're going to leave here this morning really, really encouraged. You say, preacher, but my faith's been weak a lot. It's weak now. Well, I've got good news for you today. Say amen. We're going we're gonna to look at Abraham's life. Genesis 12 all the way uh, uh, to, to Genesis chapter 25. We find the, the, just his life. I mean, from the beginning of his steps of faith all the way till he draws his last breath. And now uh, we're going to look at that and see what we can take from it to help us with our walk of faith. If that makes sense, say amen. amen. All right, well, let's look here in Hebrews chapter number 11, and let's begin in verse number 8. Verse number 8. It says, By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place where he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whether he went. In other words, God said, Get up and go. He got up and went. By faith, verse 9, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. That's a key word. Verse 10. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many, that's talking about Abraham, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore. These all died in faith, 
not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them, embraced and persuaded by what? The promises and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on this earth. I want, you to, I want you to skip down to verse 17. Verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried or tested, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son. Who was his son? He was the promise. Amen? It says, and when he did that, of, it says, let me back up, let me, back, let me read the whole thing again. I just got crossways. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. What does that mean? That means Abraham had such great faith that he believed that God could take, and this is what his intention was, when he took Isaac up to the top of that mountain, and he made that altar, he intended to cut him in pieces, take his life, cut him in pieces, and burn him to ashes. That's what a sacrifice was. But he had the faith and the confidence in God that if that took place, that God on that mountain could raise Isaac back up from the ashes and give him back to him, living, breathing, and ready to go home. Say amen. I don't know about y'all, but that's the kind of faith I want. That kind of faith. Amen? Now, how many of y'all, how many of y'all are like me? Uh, I don't think I'm there yet. Anybody like me? All right, all right. But we're going to get there. Amen? All right. This is cool. This is great. And, and we're, as soon as we pray, I want to read that Romans 4. If they can have Romans 4. Do we have it? Is it ready? Okay, all right. Awesome. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your blessings, your kindness, your mercy. Lord, I'm excited about this message. This is, this is going to be encouraging and, and, and faith-building in itself to, to, to study your word and read your word. I pray that your perfect will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Now, I will confess. I will confess today we have six points. <clears throat> but we're going to go fast. We're, we're, we're not going to hunker down in none of them, amen? If we do get stuck in one, we'll keep on and do it next week, amen? But we're going to get this. This is really, really good. Uh, here, here's, here's a verse. We read it last week. We read it last week, and we talked about it last week. Romans 4, uh, Romans 4, verse 18. Watch what it says. Watch what it says. Who against hope, this is talking about Abraham. It's talking about Abraham, right? And, 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 and the promise that God gave him. Who against hope, believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. Now remember this. At the time he's having this hope, he, he, he don't have no children. He don't have no children. And, and, and even to the point, he's got one Ishmael, but he ain't part of the promise. And so right now, he's open with, with nothing. Are y'all with me? It says, he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So That's a good key too right there. That which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. Watch this. Watch this. Next verse. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. And when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Why? They were well stricken in years. 
He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Now let's, let's all read that. Let's all read that in concert. You help me, help me up in the balcony. Let's, let's read this. Watch this right here. Read it all together. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. That's what I'm at. That's what I want. That's what I want to have in my life. I want to have a faith that doesn't stagger at what God says. Are y'all with me? Now, I'll be honest with you. When, when, I, read that, when I read that initially in my life and, 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 and seen that, uh, it, it kind of it broke me down a little bit. Because I got to thinking, I'll never get there. I don't have that kind of faith. I, I don't, now, you, you remember, he was 100 years old and feeling frisky. Let me put it in terms you'll get. I, I'm 43 and I'm tired. But he's 100 years old and he's ready to build a nursery. Are y'all with me? Are y'all starting to see where I'm going with this? And he had faith. I mean, didn't stagger at all at 100 years old. But I got good news for it. All right. Can, can some of y'all, can some of y'all, come on, y'all be honest with me, please. I, I hope I'm not the only one like that. Can some of y'all, when you look at that, you're like, <laughs> can anybody relate to that? Yeah. Yeah. And see, we look at that and we think, well, he's just some super Christian. I'm telling you, most of my life growing up when I was a kid, man, I just thought there was like just different levels of, you know, you got these, you know, show enough super Christians that just, you know, and, and I, I'm just going to be, I, you know, I, I can't attain that. I don't know. How, but guess what? I learned something. If you take and read Genesis 12 all the way, what did I say, to 25? Genesis 12 to 25, you'll find out this. This is so good. That faith is not an experience. Faith is a journey. It is not something, listen, when God called him, when God called him in Genesis chapter number 12, he didn't have that. He didn't have the concrete committed without a shadow of a doubt, did not stagger, did not wobble. He wasn't, he wasn't Romans 4 kind of faith in Genesis chapter number 12. In Genesis chapter number 12, he was 75 years old when God first called him out, when God first gave him the promise. But I found out reading from Genesis chapter 12 all the way to Genesis chapter 25, he didn't, all, he didn't always have that. So what was it? It was a journey. It was a process, if you will. It was a going from here to there type of thing. Now you say, why is that important to know? Because that gives us hope. That tells us, listen, if I don't have it today, I can get it tomorrow. Amen. 
and I can do the things necessary to get to the place that I can stand in the devil's face and stand in in front of my obstacles and stand in front of my enemies and stand in front of my critics and stand in the power and faith in a holy God. I can have the kind of faith that doesn't stagger and doesn't wobble and doesn't doubt. Somebody say amen. amen. Let's look at this journey a little bit. Let's look at this journey a little bit. I'm telling you, everybody may not get nothing out of this, but I'm telling you, it, it fired me up. Brother John, it fired me up because I know I'm weak and I have issues and I have fears, and I found out so did he. And I'm not rejoicing in somebody else's failure. I'm just glad I'm not the only one. Amen. Amen. All right, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Six points. Quick. Bam, 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 bam. We're just going to do this. Just rapid fire. Uh, uh, machine gun. Amen. Faith, the journey of faith always starts the same way. The journey of faith always starts the same way. So first I want you to see this. This journey of faith that we're on, it starts with declaration. It starts with declaration. God declares a promise. When did, this, when did Abraham's faith journey start? It started in Genesis chapter number 12. All right? It started when God says, I want you to get up. I want you to get your family up. I want you to get up from where you're at and go to a place I'm going to show you. And this is what he said. I will bless you. I will bless them that bless you. And I will curse them that curse you. I will make of thee a great nation. I'm going to give you a land and I'm going to give you an inheritance. I'm going to make a great people out of you. And he said this, and this was the ultimate part of the promise. And out of your seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. That is a messianic promise of the Lord Jesus Christ. What am I saying? It started with a promise. It started with God saying, I will. I will. And what does it say? He believed the promise. How does your walk of faith begin? It began when you believed a promise. Are y'all with me? Let me read a verse. Let me read a verse. Look what it says. Hebrews 11, 9 and 11. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because he, she judged him faithful who had promised Romans four nineteen, and being not weak in faith he considered not his own body nor uh, now dead when he in other words he wasn't thinking about the, 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 the physical realities he was thinking about and focused on what God had said are y'all with me he stacked verse 20 he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able to perform it started with a promise what does that have to do with us look in Acts chapter 2 when they said men and brethren what must we do in other words they want to know what must we do to be saved then Peter said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the Come on, for the promises unto you and your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. What does that mean? My journey of faith began when I heard a promise. What is that promise? 
For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What is that promise? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Preacher, what promise are you depending on? I'm depending on the promise of salvation, the promise that my sins have been forgiven, my sins have been washed away, that there is a home being prepared for me in glory. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. I don't know about you, but there was a day in my life, and I knelt before an altar, and I believed the promise of God. I believed him. I believed it when God said he would save me. I believed it when God said he would forgive me. I believed it when God said he would receive me. Amen. Starts with a promise. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. What is the Word of God? A promise. I will. <laughs> Are y'all getting this? My hope's built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and His righteousness. Listen, the promise that He has made. My trust is not in my ability to stay good. Because I found out I don't have much ability. My trust and my, listen, my confidence is not in my good behavior. Or my faith is not even in my faith. Because I found out in my life sometimes I don't have a whole lot. My trust is in his promise. His promise. So the journey always begins with a declaration. I will. He gave him a promise. If that makes sense, say amen. amen. Secondly, <clears throat> as you read through Genesis 12 through, through Genesis 25, you'll find out that this journey is not only a journey of declaration, but unfortunately, it's a journey of tribulation. Tribulation. I, I, and this, this, is, this is the part that may help some of y'all. It helped me. It's, it's a journey of tribulation because first, there is, there is times, there is times of failure. There's times of failure. You, you, you write that down and highlight it because you're going to need that in the coming days. There's times of failure. Matter of fact, the first time of failure that Abraham experienced was right after he believed. He goes to the promised land. He goes where God said, oh, that's, he's, he's doing good so far. He's being obedient, you know, but he, he wasn't even completely obedient. Because God said, leave everything and everybody and go. And he took Lot with him. First failure. Secondly, when he got there, a famine. Say that with me. A, a famine came. A test, if you will. And he left where God told him to be and went down to Egypt. That's the type of going into the world. Listen. Listen. In his journey of faith, he experienced failure. You mean Abraham, the one that staggered not? The one that was not weak in faith? But he was fully persuaded that what God said, yeah, that one. Yeah, that one got a little wobbly. 
That one got a little shaky when it got difficult, when it got scary, when he didn't know how he was going to feed his family. He got a little shaky in his faith. This journey of faith that we're on, sometimes it's a, it's a journey of failure. He lied about his wife twice. Ain't that something? If you go in the New Testament, you'll see how, how Sarah treated her husband. All you ladies want to wait till your husband becomes Prince Charming before you act right, you might as well quit. Well, I tell you what, I would be someone he... Abraham lied about his wife twice, was willing to give her up to somebody else to save his own skin. He was a weasel. But according to the New Testament, Sarah called him Lord. And she honored him and reverenced him and trusted in God who put her under him. But I'll be honest with you, he was a turkey. Now, if you don't see it that way, that's fine. You don't, I'm just telling you, if I say, hey, you go over there, just tell him you're my sister, so save my own skin, he's sorry. But he failed. Went down to Egypt, lied twice about his wife. There were times of failure. What's the point? Don't give up on your walk of faith just because you failed. The Bible says a good man will fall, but what makes him good is he'll Preacher, I messed up. Okay, get it right. Let's go. Failure is not fatal. Failure does not have to be final. Your failure can propel you to success if you allow it. Amen? It was times of failure. And I'm telling you, I don't know about y'all, but that encourages me. Because so many times in my life I think I can't attain that. I can't be like that. I can't be that one that staggers not because I've messed up and I'm just, I must not have the stuff. Well, apparently Abraham didn't either. But when the time comes, <laughs> y'all ain't getting this. Y'all about tonight, y'all figure this out. It was times of failure, but not only that, it was times of Fighting. Fighting. If y'all remember, if y'all remember Lot, <clears throat> Lot is taken captive by the enemy. These kings, he, Lot's where he's not supposed to be. Lot's where he's not supposed to be. And so he gets, he gets taken captive and that draws Abraham into the fight. Now Abraham's got to fight because somebody else. Hey, let me tell you something. Sometimes you're going to have to fight for your family. Do you realize the devil's as a roaring lion? He roams about seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for you. He's looking for your family. He wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy your potential. He wants to destroy your future. He wants after your kids. And I'm telling you, in this walk of faith, in this journey of faith, sometimes we got to strap on the gear and get busy. It's not always fun. It's not always easy. It's not always a walk in the park. It's not always peaches and cream. Sometimes it's bloodbath. Sometimes it's fighting. Sometimes it's everything you got. Sometimes it's giving all, bleeding and broken and battered and standing up and fighting some more. This walk of faith, it doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. It means you're going to fight. It means the devil's coming after you. If you, if you exercise faith and you walk in faith, sometimes you're going to have financial problems. Sometimes your kids are going to act crazy on you. Sometimes things are not going to go right. Sometimes you're going to have to fight the devil. Uh, I'm talking about tooth and nail every step of the way. It's not all about prosperity and blessings and favor. And I'm glad all that stuff's good and I'm glad he was blessed and I'm glad God does bless us. But sometimes we got to get the sword out and start cutting some heads off. Figuratively speaking. Better clarify these rednecks around here. Amen. (laughs) 
preacher said we could. You know, come on. We're fighting the devil. Flesh and blood, we, have, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Amen. Principalities, my, my going to kill your husband. Don't do that. Amen. He's not your enemy. How many of y'all have come to figure out by now this journey of faith is sometimes a journey that includes a fight? Not just a fight, but failure. Listen, this is a, it's a journey of tribulation. Man, one minute Abraham was up, one minute he was down. One minute he was standing with great faith. I'm talking, it took a lot of faith to go against that enemy and all those kings. It took a lot of faith to do some of the things that he did. But then one minute he's in great faith, the other minute he's going down to Egypt. Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny we read in Romans chapter 4? And this is what kind of got me bum-fuzzled about it. Because I'm telling you, it, it, I read Romans chapter 4. He staggered not at the promise. He considered not his own body being dead in the deadness of Sarah's womb. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. What was all that Ishmael stuff then? What was all that listening to your wife and taking Hagar to be her and try to do it your way instead of God's way, getting impatient? Yeah, he had some he had some fluctuations in his faith. Yeah. Y'all with me? Amen. What am I saying? Don't get discouraged when you have them. Right. Just get back up. Amen. Get back up. Listen, here's the deal. It's a journey. What I say? What's number one? A journey of declaration. declaration. Number two, it's a journey of tribulation. tribulation. Number three, it's a, it's a journey of I think I put dedication. Dedication. This is going. This is going to help with those failures and the fighting and the struggles and you know the times of difficulty in our walk of faith. Look what we see in, in his in, in, in Abraham's journey of de- dedication. Genesis twelve eight. And he removed from thence upon unto a mountain on the east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he builded an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. Genesis thirteen. And he went on his journeys from the south, even to Bethel, under the place where his tent had been before. This is after he went down to Egypt and is coming back. And it says, under the place of the altar, which he had been there at the first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Chapter 13, verse 18. Then Abraham removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. Preacher, what are you saying? What I'm saying is this. Sometimes it's going to be chicken. Sometimes it's going to be feathers. Sometimes it's going to be up. Sometimes it's going to be down. Sometimes you're going to walk in favor and sometimes you're going to walk in fighting. Sometimes it's going to be good and sometimes it's going to be bad. But no matter what, you better have a place where you can commit and talk to God. The major difference, the major difference between two righteous men that messed up, Lot and Abraham, was the fact that Abraham always built an altar you never see Lot with one. What's the point? If we're ever going to get to the place, if we're ever going to get to the place where we can say we stagger not at the promise of God, we are strong in our faith, we're not weak in faith, we're fully persuaded, and we're embracing the promises of God, you can't do it without an altar. You can't do it without times where you spend with God and you pray. And I'm not talking about church time. I'm talking about one-on-one time. You know what I found out? I've got friends in here that's helped me incredible, incredible ways. And I've got friends in here that's been with me in, in, in some, some tough places. But you know what? I've been in more places alone. 
than I've ever had with friends. What's that mean? It means sometimes the fight is going to be personal. And you're going to need to know that there is a God in heaven. You're going to need to know the times when you can't dial up somebody. That there is a God who you can get on your knees and talk to and he will be there. You'll never get to the end of that 25 years. And that's, in this process, this, this time that we're speaking of is a 25-year period of time of a growing faith and a developing faith, ups and downs, ins and outs, and, and a struggle here and a struggle there, a victory here and a victory there. But throughout that 25 years, to get to the point that he staggered not, he had some prayer meetings. He had some prayer meetings. And you know what I've come to find out? Sometimes God will send a difficulty to get you to pray. Sometimes all hell will break loose in your life and things will happen to you. Man, you what in the world going on? And you'll say, oh, God. And he'll say, man, it's good to hear from you. I hadn't heard from you in a while. Yeah, I'm preaching right in your garage today, ain't I? You know why I am? Because that doesn't come out of my garage. Amen. Sometimes God will let the heat turn up on the thermostat. Because it's been a while. Think about how much we pray when we're in a bad way. Think about how much. And listen, listen, let me just tell you something. I'm, I'm, I'm not picking on nobody. Guess what? Children of Israel did the same thing. When God blessed them, his greatest fear... His greatest fear, and I, I use that to help us understand something. God's not afraid of anything. But his greatest concern with the children of Israel is that lest ye forget. It's easy to pray when you're hurting. It's easy to call on God when, you, when things is going bad in your life because you need him. But sometimes it's hard to stay dedicated and committed when, when you don't need him. Am I right? But I've come to find out this. We always need him. Let me just tell you something. Even in his failures, even in his fighting, Abraham always made time to build an altar wherever he went so he could call on the name of the Lord. You'll never get to a stagger-proof faith in your life without an altar, a personal altar. And I'm not talking about this one. I'm talking about your own personal commitment, devotion, dedication to God. Amen. And all God's people say it. Now, let me encourage you with that. Throughout this, these chapters, Genesis 12 to 25, throughout these chapters we see it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a journey, uh, what I say the first one was? A journey of declaration, right? He makes a promise. It starts with a promise. A journey of declaration. Then it's a journey of tribulation. It's hard. Sometimes there's failure. Sometimes there's, there's just, uh, just fighting. Sometimes you've got to struggle. Sometimes it's difficult. Then there, it, but, but it's a journey of, of what I say? Dedication. Everybody say it. Dedication. Dedication. He, he built an altar. He communicated. He talked to the Lord. But then, here's, here's the thing that I want you to see. And this is one that really fired me up. This is one that really fired me up. It's a journey of confirmation. Confirmation. <clears throat> what, what, what am I saying? I, I, want, I want to say it to you. I, 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 I want to save you just a little bit of time. I'm, I'm going to give you these, and you can write these down. Write these down if you're taking notes and go home and read them later. Genesis 13, Genesis 13, 14 through 7. 
Genesis 15, 1 through 15, and Genesis 22, 15 through 28. Okay? Genesis 13, verses 14 through 17. Genesis 15, 1 through 15. And Genesis 22, 15 through 28. You say, preacher, what are those verses? Do you realize that initially in chapter number 12, when God gave him the promise, God said, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. But there were periodic times that we see in these, three different times we see in these, that God comes back to him. God comes back to him. And it's usually after a required bit of faith. One was after the battle there in, 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 with those kings. And, and the king said, let me give you the spoils. And Abraham in faith said, I'm not going to take one thing from you because I don't want you to say you made Abraham rich. I'm totally, completely trusting in my God. Now that took faith. So what happens? Right after that, God speaks to him. He said, let me tell you something, Abraham. I am your exceeding great reward. And he comes back and reassures him of the very promise he gave them in the first place. And periodically, through Abraham's life, God would come back and he would say, Hey, come on outside this tent. I want you to walk around. I want you to look that way. I want you to look that way. Look that way and look that way. Everything that you see, I am given to you. It will be an inheritance unto you. Over and over, God kept coming back and confirming his promise. God kept coming back and reassuring him that what he said he will do, he will fulfill the promise. He said, listen, this Ishmael is not going to be your seed. This, this is not going to be the promised seed. You're going to have a son. Sarah's going to have a son. His name is going to be Isaac. Somebody say amen. Preacher, what has that got to do with me? I am so glad and I am so tickled that the times in my life when I get discouraged, the times in my life when my faith goes to wobbling and I go to staggering and I don't think I can make it another minute, I don't think I can go another step, I don't think I can experience another fight, I don't think I can go through another test, that God will come into my soul. He will come into my life, maybe through a church service, maybe through a, a song that's being sung, maybe through a scripture that I read. And God said, hey, I promise you, I will take care of you. I promise you, I I will walk with you. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. You can believe what I'm telling you. Maybe through a song. Maybe through a service. Maybe through a message from somebody. Maybe through a scripture that I read. God just comes into my soul and he confirms what he said in the beginning. I will be with thee. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I'll be a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And I'm here to tell you, I love when God comes and confirms his promise to us. That's why I don't miss church. I may miss a good old-fashioned confirmation. I ain't laying out of church. I need all I can get. If you're fighting the devil like I am, if you're going through hell by the half acre, if you're living a life of faith, I'm telling you what, church is the last thing you need to miss. Because you may just miss the service that God planned on restoring you and encouraging you and refreshing you and giving you fresh oil and a fresh touch and a false amen. Man, I love this walk of faith. I know it's hard. I know sometimes we, we get up bleeding and hurting and broken and people walk away and you don't know why and people leave you and, and listen, and people abandon you for no reason. 
But thank God for the confirmation from God. He says, if all, all the world walks out on you, I'll never leave you. That's good preaching. I'm going to tell you that right now. Brother Marshman, remember them times in the hospital when God would just come in there and tell you everything's going to be all right. Times when you're struggling, times when you're afraid, and God just comes in there and holds you tight and says, I got this. This world ain't got nothing like that. Thank God for his touch and his blessings and his encouragement. When you're down, when you're broken, you don't think I can go no further. And he just comes in here and says, I got this. Amen. Amen. Yeah. He, listen, Abraham wasn't always the non-staggering type. This is 25 years of ups and downs. 25 years of tests. Do you realize... <laughs> I'm sorry. Come on, brother. Come on. When he offered his son, in that chapter, the first part of that chapter starts out as this, after these things. After what things? Tests. Say, preacher, what was that famine in the beginning? A test. What was that war and that fight he had to fight? A test. God put Abraham through test after test after test. Testing his faith. Say it with me. Testing his faith. His faith. When he was 75 years old, there ain't no way he'd have went up that mountain with Isaac. But after these things, there's no hesitation. There's no holding back. God says, come on, son, let's go. Here we go. Here we go. And, and, according, to, and according to the Hebrews, he had so much faith and so much confidence that if, if the last thing he saw was Isaac in an ash heap, he believed God would bring him back again. Amen. But guess what? That was after 25 years of hell and struggle and testing and difficulty and fighting and falling and getting back up. What's the point? I don't like tests. I don't like hearing them doctors calls and says, you need to come in, we need to talk. I don't like hearing the financial man say, hey, we got some issues here. I don't like hearing phone calls about family members that, that you just want to just wring their neck sometimes. Yeah. Right. I don't like all that stuff. I don't like worrying. I don't like having to keep Pepto-Bismol on my desk by the gallon. Yeah. I like it when it's smooth sailing. I like it when everything's great. I like it when everybody's happy and there's no disgruntled church members and we can pay the bills and we can help the missionaries. I like all that. But guys, it's not, it's not the good times that builds our faith. It don't take much faith for the bills when there's money in the bank. 
It don't take much faith when everything's going right. So God has to allow trials. Difficult. I don't see no clock, so I'm on my own. <clears throat> so y'all going to have to help me because I'm going to just keep rolling. <clears throat> Are y'all with me there? But I'm glad even with the trials, God will come and confirm, hey, I'm with you. John, y'all just had to go through some struggle here lately. And listen, God will come through. Sometimes he just, are you going to trust me? Preacher, what's, 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 it's a time of declaration. A time of tribulation. A time of dedication. A time of confirmation. But lastly, it's a time of coronation. <clears throat> a time of coronation. <laughs> it says, it says, Abraham, look for a city whose builder and maker is God. No, no, no. He looked for a city that hath foundations. Nicky Joe, do you know he lived in a tent his whole life? He lived in a tent his whole life. Uh, what is a tent? A temporary dwelling. He used the word sojourn. You say, well, was he wanting to build a house? No, he was looking for a different one. Man, I wish I had time to preach this point. Come on. Boy, when it gets hard and it gets difficult down here, you can know this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. Somebody say amen. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Amen. Watch what it says. In, in Hebrews, in Hebrews, <clears throat> Or excuse me, in Matthew chapter 8, verse 11, And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and the west and shall sit down with, shall sit down with Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. What does it say in Revelation 1, verse 5? And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. A.D., this walk of faith is going to be over one day. Listen. We're talking about a journey. Every journey has a destination. What helped Abraham go through the trials and live in a temporary dwelling? And you know what the Bible says? They didn't receive the promise while they was alive. But they were persuaded by them. They could see them afar off. <laughs> Man, I need about 20 more minutes. <clears throat> Guys, when it gets hot down here, and I ain't talking about on the thermostat. I'm talking about hard 
and you don't think you're going to make it. Just, just, just sing that song. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord, you know I have no friend like you. Oh, come on, give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. I don't know why y'all getting all excited. Maybe you ain't fighting like we are. Maybe you need to start this journey of faith. And it just happens to be we're going to have an invitation. And if you need to start that journey of faith, if you need to put your trust and faith in the promise that God has for you, it's time. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessing.